Inside Moves, written and narrated by Todd Walton. For my brother Steve. One. My name is Rory, and I'm the kind of person that scares people just looking like I do. I'm the kind of person people see coming, and lots of times they'll cross the street rather than walk by me. Or if they do walk by me, it's quick and nervous, like they'd walk by a dog they weren't sure of. I don't blame them at all because I am pretty gross-looking, and I walk funny because I'm a cripple. I got hurt in Vietnam. This landmine blew a hole in my upper back and destroyed some vertebra and part of my spinal cord and part of my brain. I was paralyzed for about a year. Then one day I was talking to this guy Schultz, who was just an orderly, and I told him I felt okay, that I was pretty sure I could walk and use my arms. Next thing I know... The psychiatrist is there telling me that I'll just have to accept the fact that I'm going to be paralyzed for life. He was trying to help me face reality, which I suppose was his job, but since I knew I could walk, he just irritated me. Sometimes you just know something, no matter what anybody else tells you. So I told him, really, doctor, I can walk. He's a young guy, luckily, so he still has some energy and curiosity. He goes off to talk to a surgeon to find out if I can be disconnected from the bed and the tubes they had going into me. He wanted to let me try to move so I'd know I couldn't, which he figured would help me accept my paralysis. So the surgeon comes back with a psychiatrist and a couple orderlies and a couple nurses and some patients come in too. It was a big event. I could write a whole book on that hospital, but they've already written so many like it, there wouldn't be much point. The surgeon says, go ahead, unhook him. The nurses pull my tubes, and then very dramatically, this one nurse throws back the covers, and there I am in my crummy, piss-stained bedclothes. Nobody's changed me in over a week. Like I said, I could write a book about that place, but don't worry, I'm not going to. It wouldn't be worth the trouble. Anyway, after the surgeon says what a disgraceful situation it is, me not being changed and my tubes not functioning properly, and the nurses and orderlies get done passing the buck to some boy who works the graveyard shift, I swing my legs off the bed, push off with my hands, and stand up for a few seconds before my legs, which I haven't used in a year, give out, and I sit back down on the bed. I'd give $100 right now to have a picture of all those people staring at me. But I can't really blame them for not changing me. What difference does it make when you think somebody's just a vegetable anyway? I was just a raspy voice coming out of a scarred-up face to them. Most of them didn't even know I had a body. So that's why I shuffle when I walk and why my head leans to the side a little. I grew a beard and let my hair get long because that covers my scars front and back. And also my head leaning isn't so noticeable with all that hair. I guess I'm fat because when I'm lonely, I tend to eat to fill in for whatever I'm lonely for. Sometimes it's a girl. Sometimes I just need somebody to talk to. So I eat. But I don't want you to get the idea this book is about me, because it isn't. It's about Jerry. But I thought I'd better say something about myself so you'd know what kind of an angle you were getting. In a way, you're getting a cripple angle. But then again, I wasn't born a cripple. There's a big difference between a born cripple and somebody who gets crippled. The main difference seems to be how bitter they are. That isn't always true, but take Jerry. He was born cripple, and he is the sweetest guy in the world. Me, I was born straight, 
played fullback in high school. Me, I'm bitter. I'm no sweetheart.